You're listening to the Jisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. And this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hey, I'm smiling, Mark. Because you know what? Mark Wyatt (laughs) says... When we get to St. Patrick's Day, winter's done. And so hey, I'm going to hold you to that. It's on the horizon. It's on the horizon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I see it. I, I can <laughs> taste it. I can feel it. But but it's it's still, we're still getting hit with snow. What the heck? I don't know. I don't know. They're yeah. just trying to make, you know, I, I, but I didn't speak to the winter or the spring flooding conditions. So that could just screw everything yeah, up. Yeah, it sure can. Sure can. Um. A little quick update. Uh, thanks to the hundreds of people that turned out at the Capitol. Yeah. Um, we mostly defeated one bill. Um, I don't think that one will come back up. Uh, that was the one that tried to prevent any land acquisition for trails, conservation, and that sort of sure. thing. Um, and uh, the other one is still rearing its ugly head, and we'll see where that one goes. But uh uh, the fight's not over. There's still a lot of work to do, and this is why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, I'll point out another weird thing, and this should scare the heck out of bicyclists. Um, there's an e-scooter bill. I think I've talked about these e-scooters before. Yeah, and I, yeah. I know your thoughts. You know, everybody's like, oh, e-scooters are dangerous. And so they made this bill, and they put a provision in it that said e-scooters can only operate on roads uh, 35 mile an hour speed limit and under. Hmm. And uh, it, it brings the next question is why? And, and your answer and, and a lot of people, the other answer, well, that's just dangerous. Hmm. And I hear the same thing said about bikes, yeah, even though in reality it's not that dangerous. Yeah. And so I think we got to be very careful and very concerned yeah. that bikes could be relegated to side streets or even off the streets completely very quickly and very easily. And that's exactly how the legislature does it. So hmm. that's why we're around. That's yeah. why there is an Iowa Keep an eye on that one. Yeah, no doubt. Hmm. So we, we sent out a, an email looking for support from people, um, but I can't stress this enough, that's uh, why we're asking for support things like this if we're not keeping an eye on it sure this could happen yeah and and that's bad I, I, you know they the funny thing is they they tried to write an exception so they save ragbri out of that but you know without bicycling there's no ragbri yeah you know well, there's they, so they many hand of our hand. rural roads are way over 35 miles an hour i mean you, oh, yeah. you would eliminate 90 percent of the cool cycling roads in our state by, <laughs> by doing yeah. that we don't want to do that that right not not good not good so i'm not i'm not saying they're doing that for bicycles i'm just showing sure this this is the path if they're going to do it yep that's how quickly and easily they can do it so well good heads well, up. well yep keep an eye on that one so uh mm-hmm. well good so good movement on that that first one squashing that one and mm-hmm. obviously keeping a close eye on the second one that that lots of people showed up to voice their opinions in a, in a nice yeah. civil way which is which is always nice yeah, yeah. yeah good i know i've got well, something coming up um this weekend i'm going to be over at bike world in Des Moines, West Des Moines, and celebrating the 89th birthday of, of Ragbri founder John Karras. And so, nice. um, yeah, we're going to be 
Oh, having, you know, a little probably cake and ice cream, I'm guessing, for John. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the statue, give a little update on on the progress of that. It's been going very well. Um, we'll probably put out some of those teams that have pledged at least $1,000 that are going to show up on the, oh. on the you know, to kind of do the donor plaque, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But things are going really well. I know there's a lot of teams that are excited and say, hey, you know what, we really want to support this and get this built in honor of, of – of Colin Karras. So, um, excited, yeah. excited this weekend. Um, go see some, some friends and, you know, I'm sure everyone is probably thinking, okay, one of these days we're actually going to be able to see the roadways to ride our bikes on. Um, <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What else is going on in your world? You know, I, I think that's about it. We're doing a lot of prep for stuff. We just issued out uh, a survey. Uh, we do this every once in a while. We ask uh, bicyclists' opinions about uh, winter bicycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is here we collect those tips and tricks and things that people know from experienced cyclists. And then we s- assemble that all it- into like an ebook. And uh, then we use it to recruit new people to bicycling. And, and hopefully, yeah, convert a few people with some of these ideas that these uh, experienced cyclists mm-hmm. have learned over the years. And, and uh, we try to make it easy for new people. Yeah. That's, that's the whole goal. Very cool. So, yeah. So I think I'm that's good. exciting. If you see that link uh, that'll show up on Facebook, uh, go ahead and click it. Take that, take that survey because we want to sure. know more about what you know. Yeah, cool. We had a nice meeting um, this week with all of the RAGBRAI overnight towns. They came into Des Moines for a big powwow, and uh, we probably had about 200 people in attendance. And, you know, they heard from last year's towns about just things that, you know— riders said hey we really like the way you did this or that so mm-hmm. um you know trying to replicate some of the good things learning from things that might not have went over so well with ragbri but we had the towns we had a lot of different state agencies that'll that'll be involved and so just lots of lots of good stuff going on and we had our friends from state patrol there talking about all the the cool stuff that's that's to come um you know working with ragbri so just Lots of good, lots of good educational aspects of getting towns ready, and that's what it's all about. Just making sure they're prepared for, you know, if it's bad weather or you know an onslaught of, of hungry riders. I mean, we're going to be ready for anything that Ragbri throws at them. So cool. real, real fun meetings, and um, people came away. I think I tell you what, we've got some solid, solid Ragbri towns. <laughs> I mean, that that is for sure. March seventeenth, we'll put out the full route, all the all, right. all the roads. So, um, so if you're wondering if it's coming out this weekend, March seventeenth, St. Patrick's. Okay, St. Patrick's. Day. And and you're gonna do a like a slow reveal, right? So slow like Sundays. Well, it's not slow. We're gonna put one day out at a time, just sure. like j- just like you ride Ragbri. We'll okay. take care of Sunday on Sunday, et cetera. Monday, Monday, till we get down to Saturday. But um, yeah, it's just. Um, we're excited. I mean, it's a good route, solid route. Um, you know, we've we've added a few miles here and there just because of mm-hmm. construction and um, anticipated construction that that's coming up. Bridges out. I mean, I mean, the summer of construction is is always seems to be in in you know sure. Iowa, but 
This one, I don't know. It seemed like a lot, a lot of roads. Um, we're, we're obviously in southern Iowa this year, so lots of roads are just and bridges and different projects like that are being being done. It's a good thing that we've got funds to get roads fixed, um, but yeah. it, it certainly that takes precedent over, you know, our silly little bike ride that we're trying to do. Uh, hardly silly, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, well, good. That's all I got really today. Uh, you know, I I know I did an interview this week. I had Matt Swift. I don't know if you know Swifty oh, from Big right. Grove Brewery. And, sure. And um, you know, just some of the cool things that they're involved with. They're going to be involved with the bike ride, Big Grove. Uh, and they're also putting out a new, uh, real tasty ale called uh, Tailwind. Um, golden so you know that's going to be really fun uh having a golden nail that'll be be coming out so um yeah people are pretty excited and the new cans look spectacular so yeah we're we're really looking forward to working with big grove this year and we talked to swift about some of the things that they've been doing over there and things to come so give a listen Right, welcome back to the Jisco Bike Podcast. This is TJ with Ragbri, and my guest today is Matt Swift from Big Grove Brewery. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing well, thanks. Beautiful day in Iowa. Another day of <laughs> snow and ice, and that's uh, good for the beer industry, or maybe not. It depends on what part of the beer industry you're in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're hanging out on your couch, it's great. If you want to go out, it's not probably so great. Well, one of the f- coolest things I, I grew up in florida i was born in jersey but like being able to just say you know what i can keep my beer out on my back deck i mean that's one of the cool things about being in iowa in the middle of winter right yeah i'll take it you don't have to put it in a cooler or stuff like that which so so the reason i asked matt to come on uh big grove is the official beer of ragbri and are you guys a little excited to be involved with ragbri we are uh we're we're massively excited to be involved with ragbri it's uh it's one of those things that you don't think is possible because it's only been national brands in the past and to see this opportunity present itself and for us to be able to do it and be a partner with RAGBRAI has been a big deal. It's one of the, we call it the most, uh, probably one of the more valuable sponsorships that's available to us and to think that we can touch the entire state of Iowa in, in a completely unique way and something that really rings true to our brand is is a big deal. Well, we get to know a little bit about Big Grove the last couple of years when we rode through Solon uh, a couple of years back and just seeing the excitement of riders that, you know, obviously went to the tap room and, and Solon. And um, I think that was one of the largest pass through town beer tents I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, I don't know if that happened to be a pretty good day for you business wise. Yeah. So Ragbrise set two records for us. We, uh, we set a record for sales in Solon on the day it came through in 2015. And then we also set a record when it came back through Iowa city again in, uh, well, last year, 2018. So that was, you know, obviously a few years ago, but t- tell us about how the actual brewery came about. I mean, you've got, you've been dabbling in restaurants, for, for a while now. So how, what was the impetus behind getting the brewery on board and, and getting that up and running? Yeah, so the somewhat quick version is I was uh, I was running a restaurant for my family that I was a partner in called Red's Ale House in North Liberty. And we were uh, selling a lot of craft beer. It was a craft beer bar and restaurant. And it just kind of felt like Iowa was ready for more craft beer. And we felt like there's an opportunity to, to provide that. And, and let's, let's make beer. You know, we're selling a lot of beer. We have a lot of people that are excited about it. It's growing. We can make beer. Let's do it. So then we uh, 
ended up flying out to Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, and it was me and my brewer, and we flew out, and we rented a U-Haul, literally went to some guy's garage in the middle of Aurora in a residential neighborhood, <laughs> and then we, we picked a brewery up out of his garage and put it in a U-Haul and drove it back to Iowa City overnight. Called Doug up in uh, California at that point, Doug Getch, our, our, my business partner of my, of my mom's and I, myself, and uh, he said, you want to come run a brewery? And he said, I, I don't want to run it, I want to own it. And I said, we want you to be a partner, man, come home. Very and, cool. And then we uh, started construction in Solon, and Solon's been a great partner for us, too. So literally, let's drive to Colorado, pick up the gear. Yeah, flew in one way. Wow. Yeah, it very, was, it was pretty neat. Very cool, very cool. And and when, how long ago was that, that you made the, the U-Haul trip? Yeah, it was probably 2012. Okay. Yeah, 2012, we opened in uh, 13 in Solon, and then we opened Iowa City in 2017. Okay. So the first batch i mean what was your first flavor that you came out with uh you remember back in, in 2012 yeah. doug's joke is we we didn't know if we were gonna have a first flavor because we had okay. all these problems with the equipment that we bought out of the garage in aura but we uh ended up uh making west main wheat so our wheat beer was the first beer we ever made and that was on draft the day we opened and okay. then shortly after that was our ipa our house ipa all right and so the reviews after you put out your first one, is it kind of a nervous uh, uh, excitement, I guess, yeah. of like, here's, here's what we've come up with. Do you like it? I mean, yeah. how, what was that first, first uh, you know, test? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I was a restaurant guy, and we always made food. We never really made, you know, beer or liquid like that, you know, besides cocktails. And we put it out, and it was, it was a completely new experience, I can tell you that. Probably wasn't our best or greatest effort to begin with because we were just really getting used to brewing beer on a scale. But, uh, no, it was really exciting, and people loved it. So do you learn a few things along the way after that first first stab at it? Yeah, you learn a lot, and you learn that you can make a lot of mistakes, but I think if you surround yourself with a good team, you're always going to be okay in mm-hmm. the end. But, yeah, we've learned a lot, and we learned a lot from Iowa City, too. Yeah, well, good. So, obviously, you had Redsdale House, which really had just a, a, a lot of taps running, and then you got into the craft beer business. You opened up Solon. Um which obviously we've been through several times with Ragbri. Talk about all of a sudden putting together the place in Iowa City compared to the Solon one as far as Big Grove. Yeah, so uh, Solon was, uh, it ended up being a great fit, uh, the way it kind of fell together with the city and the building that was there previously, and it just made a lot of sense for everybody. Iowa City was not that way. Um, we were looking for a location for about a year, trying to figure out what really made sense. Is it Cedar Rapids? Is it Iowa City? We all kind of committed in the beginning that we want to be close to a metro. We want to be somewhat near a downtown or a city center so that we can, you know, really attach our brand to something that's a little bit bigger than what we were in Solon. Solon's a hometown brew pub, and we wanted to be, this is kind of the next step, and it felt like we needed to be near a population base. And we got really lucky when we found our location. And uh, I remember taking my mom and Doug in there, and said, can you guys see it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It was literally the warehouse for uh, all of the University of Iowa's hawk apparel. And so... There's 28,000 square feet of Hawkeye gear, and then it was actually the stage for the stage. All the sets and props for Hancher were held there, too, because of the flood of 2008. So it really acted as a warehouse for the university for 20 years. It was, it was set to be torn down. And uh, we got lucky and came in, I would imagine, within a month of the perfect time. And then the city of Iowa City basically said, we'll support this plan, and we're going to make the park behind you, and all this other stuff that came together to make it a home run location yeah. for us. So it, it's almost revitalized that part of town, if you will? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to claim to be the only one that did it, but it's that, you can that claim part that. of it. <laughs> it's okay. No one's going to test you on that. <laughs> there's a lot of good beer being made there. I can tell you that, we're, and there's a lot of people with smiles. But uh, it's, it's very close to 
Uh, you know, I mean, that whole corner's new. There's there's new apartment buildings going up right now. There's new apartment with new commercial. I mean, everything's changing down in that area. It's a very attractive place to live, mm-hmm. live, work, play, and uh, I mean, that's what the city's always wanted for riverfront crossings, and it's it's came to life a lot faster than expected. And uh, I think of the facilitator it was definitely a big growth. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you my my personal experiences on on two fronts. Um, written quite a few events in the the Iowa City area and and popped into Solon quite a few times. And the thing that really amazed me of that restaurant, brew pub, if you will, was the quality of food. And usually when you go into, um, you know, a place that's really known for food, they lack quality food. And the menu was, first of all, not not your typical pub fare. I mean, it had panache, if you will. I mean, it had, you know, some thought and then, I mean, amazing, tasteful things. And you usually don't get that combination of really good-tasting beer and really good-tasting food. So I don't know if you pride yourself on making sure that the food is as delicious as the beer, but you've obviously strike that nice balance. Yeah, we were lucky. Um Doug, Doug uh, called, uh, well, one of our great friends now, and at that point, the chef of the herb farm, Ben Smart, and said, hey, Ben, we're looking for a chef. And he's like, well, I'm thinking about moving back to Iowa. And so these things, we always kind of like the, the pieces just keep falling into place. That was a huge piece for us. Sure. And uh, Ben came back, and he had a fine dining background, but knew that the change needed to be made to more of a casual, upscale casual, and that's what we made the change. It's very scary. I, I, we were all nervous about putting out that type of food in, in a smaller town in, in Iowa. And so we kind of bounce, you know, there's the burger, there's, there's tater tot casserole. I mean, but there's also a fancy steak and a, and a, and a beautiful fish dish and all this other stuff. So just hitting all the notes is what I always call it. You know, I think Doug calls it anchoring. We have like the soul of the menu is like, you know, Midwestern home style cook food. And then we have all this fancy food and it's, uh, it's always been a point of pride, and uh, we've had national recognition for the restaurant and what Ben's done back there. So it's, very it's cool. a very exciting piece. The other thing that strikes me is um, my, our good friend Josh Schomburger gave me an arms race one time. And I'm like, you know, I, I've tasted a lot of craft beers over my days, but that was the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my life. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck that is. You just gave me chamois, but that was fantastic you know i want a six pack of that or whatever but i mean at a tailgate or i I think that was my first like damn that's some good good beer so like i said that balance of good food and and damn good beer is um what got us attracted to say hey this would be a good partnership because they're making some quality 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 stuff down there yeah thank you yeah I, josh likes the beers sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah no, we're no. not gonna give chamois too much too much we can't we, we can't give him too much pub but yeah arms race is uh it's our it's our flagship beer and our number one seller and it's it's just a unique beer that it, it, it drinks like a pale ale but it's got the hoppy finish of of an ipa and it's, it's a really nice thing it's got an orange and blue can on it i'm a gator fan so i i think it's you're giving me homage that i'm yeah. a gator fan too so I, gonna, subconsciously I mean, we picked those colors yeah, so tj's you. gonna love them yeah appreciate that <laughs> So the the other thing that I think is really cool, I, I describe the location in Iowa City as kind of an adult playground, and and but it's also family friendly, where you can go after a bike ride, you know, you can take your shoes off and in, in, in nice lush grass and kick back and you know tan yourself a little bit, have a beer, 
play pong or, or bags or you know shuffleboard uh it's not just um and and like my wife won't go into most beer places because she says they smell really bad um, my wife would go into that place i can bring my kids in, sure. into that place and so i don't know if that was a conscious effort to say let's make this place family friendly just a cool place for anyone that wants to come and enjoy you know uh, a nice dinner out or you know have a have a cold one uh, during a bike ride it just seems like that fun factor is more than just selling food or beer it's it's an experience yeah and i think that's what we talk about a lot you know experience first and and i'm happy to hear you say it thank you for saying that we we were very intentional about all that and i would say some of it's lucky right you know i said a lot of things are lucky going into this conversation but this was very intentional we wanted to play be a place that you felt comfortable with your family. You felt comfortable having a business meeting. You felt comfortable taking your buddies out for beers. You felt comfortable going for dinner. You know, whatever you want it to be, it can be. And, it, and then we kind of morphed into a, com- a community hub is how we refer to it. If you want to come have your your association meeting there, swing in, you know, yeah. and you don't need a reservation. It's a huge facility. For those that haven't been there, it's it's about, oh, 12,000 square feet in the tap room area. And then it has an additional, I don't know, acre and a half patio that's just beautiful. And, and the space is dynamic and and we have bands and we we hang out it's just it, it is what you make it and i think that's kind of the best way to look at yeah. it was that scary opening a place yeah. that big yeah it was scary <laughs> so obviously you need you know lots of happy people coming in there so so yeah. it's it's worked pretty well yeah so, so far cool. so good so the other thing that we're excited about we opened up the rag Ride training series uh, we had after you know coming through with with real rag Ride, coming into iowa city came up gilbert street and we siphoned off several thousand people that came into your your tap room the look on people's faces of that experience of wow this is a really cool place we need to come back and visit i think that was the impetus of saying ragbride needs to do a training ride over in eastern iowa and i know just the place to do it and looking at that experience i i just felt that that right there uh we came up with the name kind of a, a play on your your it's name good. called the it's big grove yeah. um so i was a little nervous if you were going to go for that but it seemed like you guys embraced it right from the get-go absolutely and um so you got a few people that 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 either work or or play it at your restaurants and, and breweries that, that ride bikes yeah, I mean, it's part of our culture. I think bike riding, you know, you'll, you'll go to the brewery, you'll see like five, ten bikes in the brewery. Half the brewery staff bikes in every day, and uh, there's a lot of servers and bartenders and cooks that bike in too. And some of the administrative staff, some of us who aren't as lazy, you know, make the time. Yep. Me, me not included right now, i got to get back on my bike. But uh, it's, uh, it's part of the culture, and people love it. And the Big Rove event, I, I can't think of a better way to, to show – people what we're doing and what ragbri is all about you know you really get to the community of it and to see that yeah people's faces do light up that the, the the actual customer space is in the back of the building you have no idea what you're walking into until you turn the corner yeah and to see those faces that day there was a lot of people who never been there before and they were excited and yeah. then to see this opportunity with big rove it's, it's wonderful for everybody cool 
Well, we're going to introduce people that, you know, there are people that haven't been over there yet. So I think Friday we're going to do a nice little packet pickup so they can experience um, the brewery firsthand, you know, get a bite to eat, come in, spend the weekend there, which which is really important because we want people to, you know, you know, if they partake in a few uh, of those crushable beers, you know, we don't want them, you know, going back to, you know, for driving back to the Quad Cities or anything. But, you know, they could ride their bike and we've got several hotels that are within a mile distance where they could either, you know, ride their bike back. Or, or walk back to one of those places. So I think that whole weekend focused on, you know, here we are, you know, basically a month before Ragbri. Talk about your training and putting that fun, hey, ride your bike 10 miles, get off your bike and have fun. Yeah. That's what we're trying to capture. And I, I couldn't think of better places than, you know, Big Grove, Iowa City, Red's Ale House in, in North Liberty, another great Ragbride town. Um, and then going over to Solon at, at Big Roof, Big Grove uh, Tap Room, or, or I'm not sure how you differentiate Group Hub, it. Group it doesn't, it's Big Grove. Yeah. yeah. So again, and then turn around, but, you know, bringing in bands and just making that fun factor. Um, that's what we're trying to do. I think Iowa has got that concept of cycling should be social. And, you know, the partnership of, of our official beer, I'm just really looking forward to this ride. Are you going to ride that day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I All have right. to ride that day. You got it. Doug there said he's riding. I have to ride too. Yeah. But uh, I think you hit on something there. Life is social, right? Yeah. And, and biking is an extension of that. Craft beer is an extension of that. And that's why I love Rag Bread because it just brings everything together and it makes it all special. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun day. I promise you that. So the other special thing, you we announced at the Ragbury Route announcement party, there's going to be a new beer that yes. comes out. And and right now, I mean, I don't even know if you could tell me how many beers you're you're pumping out right now on a on a normal basis. You know, there's probably a half dozen that are your normal flavors, yep. and then you get some specialties like the Richard the Whale and different different fun ones. But tell us about Tailwind. Yeah, so uh, we were brainstorming names, and Tailwind came up, and it just felt so right, right? If you're, on, you're riding your bike, <laughs> you're riding your bike, and you catch that Tailwind, uh, you, you, it feels like you're Superman, and you can just pedal, pedal, pedal. But Tailwind is a golden ale. Uh, it's the can is uh, it's a collector's can, has all the towns and the route on the can. Uh, around the top, it lists every overnight town that you, uh, the Ragbride riders will be staying at, and then. The actual front of it's our, our logo and Ragbri's logo, and it's it's really cool. And the beer itself is a is a light beer. Uh, it's an easy drinking gold nail. So gold nail is just a fancy way to say a, a gold ale. So it's I think it's going to come in under five percent. Uh, we're doing it. We just did a finish our second test batch. We're onto the third, and it's pretty much a go right now. And tastes fantastic. Good. We didn't want to overwhelm anybody with something super hoppy or super malty or whatever. You want smooth, easy drinking, something that people can have. A beer on the route and not feel like they're full and i think that's what we did summer fun summer fun yeah that's cool so it'll be plentiful on the rag ride route i'm i'm assuming we sure hope so yeah we've, we're making a bunch of it all right yeah. and so i think the launch is somewhere late spring something like that may where, where are we looking at somewhere late may or yeah so we are launching uh for for the other the other training event which oh, is pigtails yeah yeah what a, what a coincidence it seems oh. like a great time to release a good beer interesting all right yeah. so this this i've heard so many people say i i I want to buy a six pack just to put away, but I also want to buy, you know, you know, to drink. 
And so it has become that, hey, it's going to be a collector's item because this is the first time we've ever put Ragbri on a can. And I know when I was, you know, nine years old, I was collecting beer cans. I don't know if you went into that phase of life, but, you know, I don't think dad probably knew that, you know, when you turned 12 <laughs> or 13, you probably had your first four-year-old beer that tasted really awful and you didn't have to worry about don't drink that, son. Because it tasted like crap, but yeah. uh, but hopefully this will be a collector's item that people can put up, and uh, we're probably gonna have some merchandise as well, right? Yeah, coming, absolutely. Coming so uh, I think uh, Tailwind is gonna be around for a long time, and um, you know if it's anything like I haven't tasted it yet, but if it's anything like the other varieties of beer that you've put out at at the breweries, it's gonna be fantastic. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I can't wait for people to try it, see it, feel the can, be a part of it, and then. Watch it just come to life uh, over the over the summer and and like I said, May eighteenth I believe is the day of the ride. That's when it's going to start uh, being poured for that, and then it will be available everywhere else after yeah. that. I know I've gone in our local high V. I live in Ankeny, and and I see your cans in there, and um, you know they're they're starting to become more and more plentiful, starting to go in, in different taps, and you're always seeing the big grove tap uh, on tap. So hopefully we're going to see lots and lots of tailwind out there with with some of the other varieties. Because if I can't get my arms raised too, I'm not going to be very happy so <laughs> so hopefully it's going to complement the, the rest of them yeah we think it's a great fit for our lineup uh and uh you know i, I just think it's, it's just a big win so we're excited about it so what else is in the future i mean you've got you know you're up and running you've got you know you've got obviously uh, several restaurants in the iowa city area you've got big grove uh, up in solon been up and running for since 2012 iowa city's up and running so you guys content we're, we're good we're, we're just gonna let it ride or yeah or so what's on the what's on the horizon well, that's a great question and uh it, it you know we are content we're happy with what we're doing but we're i guess we're not stopping the push so we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going our building's big i've kind of emphasized that a few times on this conversation but we do have the ability to expand so last year we added uh we started with six um tanks for fermentation fermentation is kind of our bottleneck for production we added four more so we added 66 percent more capacity and in less than 30 days, we're going to add five more. So we'll be operating it with 15 60-barrel fermenters, which really, that'll give us the beer that we need to do to keep going. And we'll be releasing 12 packs. We have two new core cans coming out. One's called Easy Eddie, which is a, my favorite beer. You know, it's a hazy IPA. Besides Tailwind, haven't had the Tailwind yep. out of the can All yet. Right. Right. But, uh, and then we're releasing a sour beer called Quesera, which uh, we're excited about. So our core will go from four to six, and then we're just going to continue on the special lineups. But the 12-pack's going to be a big deal, yeah. too. And the neat thing, too, being able to can, I mean, as an event person, and we're basically on squares. You know, we're all, you know, from, from Council Bluffs all the way to Keokuk, we're, we're typically on your downtown Iowa Square where, you know, they're riding bicycles the next day over these same roads. So to put out a can uh, as opposed to being in a bottle, um, you know, there's good and bads of, of both, you know, bottles versus can. But for events like Ragbri, we're so appreciative to see those cans. And I know Tailwind's going to be available in a 16-ounce can, which the riders are going to uh, get to enjoy in the downtown um, activities of Ragbri. Is that right, 16-ounce? Yeah, 16-ounce. That was a big change for us. We haven't done anything on this scale in a 16-ounce. But after talking to TJ and talking to the, you know, the towns, they, they need 16-ounce beers to be able to, to make everybody happy. And that's what we said. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And everybody wanted to do it in the brewery so we, we went for it but canning is does help us and it makes us more dynamic and the accessibility of the can i think you hit on that is a big deal because there are some places you can't take bottles and there's certainly a lot of places you can't take kegs yeah. so cans uh cans really make us very versatile 
Yeah. Well, I grew up in Florida again, and you know, being on a pool deck or being on a, on a beach or or whatever, you never wanted to have a bottle because bottles break. Yeah. And uh, or boating or or whatever. So, but bicycles when they have that little glass slivers in their tires not not a good friend of of cyclists so so i think it's going to be real popular i can't wait to taste uh the first batch i guess i gotta wait till may 18th but uh may, i was may, hoping you had we'll some bike with one you. over before that for yeah you. that'd be yeah, cool we'll do a little, full little pilgrimage me and doug will do a little training event here yeah <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, one day one the one day the snow is going to be gone and we're going to be thinking about biking and your patio is going to be full of people playing bags and pong and just all that all that fun stuff that comes with leading up to summer i know um iowans have been this it's kind of like the shining now at this moment where we're just like you know going stir crazy because it just doesn't stop snowing here so one day the snow is going to be gone the trails are going to open people are going to be out riding their bikes and they're going to go back to places like big grove and go to big grove solon and and red's ale house on the trail so i'm i'm sure you're looking forward to those days right yeah absolutely i mean it's just no brainer right everybody wants the snow to go away and i can't believe we're sitting up in the meeting today and it's snowing everywhere i'm like what is happening it feels like deja vu for the 50th time but yeah i mean it's going to be great for our our, uh, outdoor spaces and just to take it off everybody's shoulders people just want to have a little sunshine and a little nice weather and get a t-shirt on so it's coming i can feel it all right well last question i'm going to ask you we ask a lot of our guests on this show ragbri is known for pie okay all kinds of pie what's your go-to pie if i had to pick one pie right now yeah i feel like you know is it your grandmother's oh man i'm just i, I feel so lame when i, I mean, say you work in a apple pie i say apple pie with ice cream uh, i made warm apple pie oh, no i'm sorry i'm right, sorry that's right, my jam right. i like that's that's that pie. all right you know, it's uh, mine's blueberry, but I was going to uh, think I thought you were berry guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Blueberries, per, you know, got to be, you know, it's got to be good, good, good blueberries. But I mean, the nice thing is we got some exotics. Um, rest, it's hard for restaurants to do pie right because if it's not made, you know, from scratch, it's really I, I don't want to. Yeah, they don't it. hold the best either. You got to get it right away, no, no, right out of the oven. No. So, all right, apple pie with ice cream. Got to, got to have that. All right. Well, cool. And that goes good with beer, right? Absolutely. Uh, apple pie and beer. Apple pie and gold nail. I can go. It's a yeah, match made in heaven. It is. It is. Yeah, so tailwind. Well, well, thanks for coming on. We're looking forward to some great things. Uh, just this great partnership. We're going to be together for a long time because I, I know, um, you know, we, we're in it for the long haul. I, I like what you guys are doing. I mean, it's not, um, you know, you believe in cycling. You, you think it's an important part. It's people that come to your, your restaurants and come to drink your beer. Um, it, it's not just a pa- passing fancy. I, I know you've bought into this. You've got a lot of friends, and, and we're going to get you back on a bike as well. Uh, I can't believe Shammy hasn't kind of coerced you into riding bikes more often, but we'll get you back on the bike. Oh, yeah. We're, well, that wasn't off the bike. I just need to get on the bike more often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're excited for the summer. It's going to be good. All right. Well, hey, May 18th. We're going we're gonna to taste it ourselves, Tailwind Gold Nail, and you're going to see lots of it on Ragbrad this summer. Any words of wisdom to leave people with? Yeah, just uh, we're, uh, we're thankful to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, thank you, TJ. Thank you to your team. And uh, it's, it's an honor to be, a, to be affiliated with something on this scale. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it's never something we thought we'd be doing. And we're just uh, we're thrilled to, to be in this world. And we can't th- say thank you enough to everybody who's made it happen. Thank you. All right. All right. Look forward to working with you. All right. Sounds great. Hey, everybody. This is Andrea. And that's right. This is Parrot Talk. 
Coming to you live from Parrot Talk Studios in Des Moines. Um, I don't know if I've ever said that Parrot Talk Studios is in Des Moines or if that's just been implied, but i right, give you a little fact about my life today, I guess. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I have a question today from my new best friend, Tom, because Tom has asked me about six or seven questions and I love it. They're all good questions. Um, so I'm going to kind of break them up into two different Parrot Talks or maybe three, just kind of depends. But so this will be the first of a series. Um, Tom has wrote, written Ragbri in 1996 and then not again since then. So a lot has changed. Um, cell phones being common, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But I would say at its essence, Ragbri has stayed the same. It's just a lot of the surface daily in and out kind of things that are a little different now. And it's funny because 1996 was, I believe, my first Ragbri. And a lot has changed for me as well because in 1996, I was just a little parrotlet, little wee tyke. Um, and I maybe between fifth and sixth grade and my mom, I wasn't getting into any sports in school and my mom's like, you need to have, you need to exercise occasionally. So she got me into biking and she basically made me ride my first rag bride. And then once I saw what it was like, I obviously rode many more rag brides and have loved cycling. But the my first rag bride, I remember mom saying, Andrea, there's only, I'm saying, I'm so tired. I can't hardly make it. How am I going to get to the end town? I mean, I'm a whiny preteen. Okay. And my mom is like, there's only three more hills left. Just do the three hills. You'll be there. It'll be cool. Um, guess what? I believed her. And guess what? It was a lot more than three hills, but I made it and everything worked out fine. Um, but that's about the main thing I remember from that very first drag, Bri. Um, and just, just how, how long I was able to stay on the bike. I never realized that you could bike for that long of a time. Um, but we can we can reminisce about some more stuff later. But anyway, so that was a, a I guess it's a good memory. <laughs> it's the start of good memories. Um, so back to Tom's questions. Um, in 1996, mobile phones were not really a thing. Yeah, really. Um, what what is cell service like these days in the small towns and countryside? Would um, he wants to text pictures at home and put some stuff on Facebook? Well, Tom. I got some bad news for you. It's not great. Um, it does depend on the town, where we're going, where you are in the giant stream of ragbri riders. Um, but it's generally not good. Uh, just because these towns have a few thousand people, and now we have magnified that number of people by 10 times or something. These towns, and I don't know if people know this, but they will bring in cell phone boosters. It's just that they're kind of a exercise in futility. There's just really, it, there's just too many people in one place for these, even with the cell phone boosters to keep up. And so you will be able to, especially early in the morning, or if you can find a place with Wi-Fi, you'll be able to. I am, I find that I'm able to get text messages through more than other types of messages. Uh, what I will also do sometimes is I will queue up some things in Facebook that Facebook will just sort of send them when it can. And that works out well for me. However, that will drain your battery. So make sure that you bring a little battery cube or plug in your phone whenever you have an opportunity. I don't know however you like to do that, but just make sure you have enough juice because it will drain your battery. Um, and now that I've said that, maybe there'll be a day where the cell phone reception is great 
it also greatly depends on what service provider you have. Um, I don't know if I should go into what kind of cell service works where. That's kind of, you know, I don't want to promote any one particular cell phone plan. Uh, it just depends on where the towers are. It Some plans work great in some places and some places they work great in others. You know when they have those little maps of your cell phone coverage and it looks like most of it's red, but there's still some little white dots in there where you're not going to get coverage. Well, guess what? We're going to be riding through those white dots no matter what cell phone provider you have. Uh, we're just going to be out there. We're going to be covering so much of the state that it's hard to not pass through some of those areas. So, you know, stay stay tuned. Stay trying to do it if it really matters to you. But if it doesn't work, um, why don't you just try to... My strategy usually is to just do a big photo gallery on my Facebook page once the ride is over or if I get to a town that has Wi-Fi that I can find or access um, and just do a big, you know, photo dump all at once. I mean, that's a fun way to do it too. I do... I appreciate wanting to have photos posted the time they're, they're taking. I love doing Snapchat and Instagram stories. So I get that. Uh, it's just not possible sometimes. So you just kind of, it's just like Ragbright in any other way. You just sort of have to improvise, adapt, overcome, go with the flow. So that's my answer to that question. Um, yeah, cell phones are definitely a thing now. And um, you'll be one of many people trying to access Facebook. And, you know, try, try again. Um, okay, next question. Electricity for devices. Um, assuming the team will probably have some solutions for that. What do people do? Well, I know that the bike charter that I my family rides with, Bicyclists of Iowa City, has a solar charger. And I know that Ragbri itself also has some solar chargers that will bring, that will be set next to our merchandise trailers. However, using a solar charger with a team or with Ragbri can be dicey because you're essentially leaving your phone there, right? Which you can trust people on Ragbrite. I don't think it's going to get stolen. What happens to people with the Ragbrite phone charger is that we have to, at some point, we're going to have to pack up and leave for the day. We can't just leave that phone charger sitting there. Also, the sun goes down, newsflash. So once the sun's down, the charger won't charge. We shut it down. We do post the time when we're going to close it. But you know how what it's like on Ragbrite. You kind of lose track of time. What if the trailer closes and we'll save your phone for you. But then, you know, you have to wait till the next day when you can find this merchandise trailer or the club or team to get your phone back. And that's, that's the major drawback. Also, they charge a little bit slowly because it's a solar charging thing. I don't understand exactly. What I think people do for the most part is bring their, their cord, charger cord and just charge wherever they can bring a charging brick, you know, one of those portable chargers um, I know some people like my boyfriend has a portable solar charger that he rigs up to the back of his bike. You could do that. Um, you know, and then you could just be charging all day, everywhere, anytime, anywhere when it's sunny, it's going to be sunny. So that's a good solution. Um, it's whatever you're most comfortable with, but I wouldn't count on being able to access an outlet all the time. Um, especially since you're probably not going to want to be tied down to one spot for too long. You're going to be want to be out there enjoying the many things the ride has to offer. The other thing I found about publicly accessible outlet plugs is a lot of times they don't put out a lot of juice. I mean, they don't want people to come up and use their whatever, you know, drain on the public energy too much, I guess. 
but a lot of times those publicly accessible plugs are so slow to charge your phone. Uh, that wouldn't be my strategy. So now this is the eight minute pair talk. I think we're going to wrap it up. I'll answer the rest of these questions. Maybe next week, maybe the week after coming right up. Let's say that. Um, Thank you, Tom, for so much for sending in all these questions. I can't wait to get to more of them. Uh, so stay tuned. If you have a question about what Ragbri is going to be like, um, about biking in the spring, because believe it or not, it is, it is about to be spring, um, let me know. You can get a hold of me at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email us like Tom did at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're into the Twitter thing, you can tweet me at Ragbri underscore Andrea. I love hearing from you. Have a great day. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in whenever you can to listen to TJ and Mark talk about what's happening here in the state of Iowa, the Midwest, and all over the all over the nation. So uh, you know, you've always come for the bikes and stayed for the fun. You left with a smile, hopefully. Uh, but those things cannot be possible without these sponsors. Why don't you tell our listeners who those sponsors are, Mark? Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. If you're looking for really cool places to ride, uh, come to Think Iowa City and check out what's going on there. Also, don't miss uh, Jingle Cross, World Cup Cyclocross Racing. Uh, f- uh, next, uh, Bikes to You over in Grinnell. Uh, one of the best women's clothing uh, outfitters for, for bicycling. Uh, so if you're looking for some, some women's brands, uh, uh, the folks over there know really what they're talking about quite a bit. Um, and they're also a rack bright charter and bike shops. So you got a lot going on with yeah. bikes to you over in Grinnell. And then finally, Primal Wear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, or apparel, give Jake and Jenny, who's the Iowa reps, a call. And uh, tell them that you're looking for new jerseys, and they will hook you up. They'll get your artwork done, and uh, they'll get those things shipped to you in the mail and ready to go. Oh, so check awesome. out Primalware. Yeah, appreciate all those uh, fine sponsors that keep coming back. You, you probably heard Coop last week on the Just Go Bike podcast. Um, he had a nice little talk about uh, his traveling adventures on Amtrak and all the different ways of traveling by bike. So occasionally we're going to bring some of our sponsors in, talk a little bit because they're really interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, if you haven't been subscribing to our podcast, make sure you do that. You'd hate to miss one of these great episodes. And there's there's really some good ones coming up. I know AKA Murph has got some some good ones coming up. Um, you know, Parrot Talk is, is on this week as well. But, um, you know, there's always some fun. You don't want to miss out on any of that fun or excitement. So cool. Good. Well, Mark, any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Uh, stay warm out there. Uh, cotton's not your friend still. Uh, so uh, stay warm when you're riding. All right. Just go bike. <laughs>